My name is Sarah, and this is my story. I grew up here in Heber Heights in a pretty amazing family. I was a middle child with an older sister, an older brother, and a younger sister. We were blessed to have parents that loved us and each other unconditionally. And they showed us on a daily basis that when God is at the center of your marriage, you can withstand anything that life throws your way. And I thank God for my parents who will be celebrating 36 years of marriage in just a couple of weeks. I was raised to East Park Church of God in Dayton from the day I was born. My family, my grandparents, parents, aunts, and uncles were very involved, and many of my memories growing up took place there. Anytime there was a service or activity, my family was there, and even when no one else was there, we were there. My parents helped clean the church, so us kids spent many nights wandering the halls waiting to go home. I look back on my childhood and I have absolutely nothing but good memories. I didn't come from a broken home, I didn't experience abuse as a child, and I had nothing tragic happen to me. And I realize how rare that is these days. As I got to be a teenager, I began to struggle with self-esteem issues like most young girls in America. I began to tell myself that I wasn't pretty enough, thin enough, popular enough, and the longer you tell yourself these things, the more you begin to believe it. I had always poured myself into my schoolwork. I loved school and always prided myself in being a straight-A student, but I never put much into my social life. On the first day of kindergarten, I met my best friend Sarah and stuck with her from then on. I never felt the desire to have a lot of close friends, so I guess Sarah was just that awesome. As we got older and into high school, I had a lot of friends, but never went out, never went to parties, mainly because I didn't think I was cool enough or that people would accept me. The inner struggle I was having with myself spilled over into my dating life. I was a completely different person at church than I was at school. I was confident and outgoing at church, so most of my relationships involved dating various members of the youth group. In the spring of my junior year, I started dating someone from a different church that I had met on a youth trip. In my quest to be accepted and loved, I made some poor decisions in that relationship. And in May of my junior year of high school, I discovered I was pregnant. I was a straight-A honor student. I had never been to a party. I had never smoked a cigarette. I had never tasted alcohol. I spent every week of my life at church. Why in the world was this happening to me? Naturally, I was terrified, not so much about having a child, but about disappointing my family. I was in denial for quite some time, and for the first four months of my pregnancy, I told no one, except for my best friend Sarah and my boyfriend, who quickly decided he wanted no part of my life. After about four months, I began to realize I couldn't hide it much longer, but the fear of disappointing my parents was overwhelming to me. I remember my dad was at work one day, and I enlisted a friend to tell my mom for me while I went to pick up pizzas for lunch. Because in my mind, I envisioned my parents becoming angry, disappointed, kicking me out. I feared the worst. What happened that day forever changed my life. I returned home and opened the door, knowing my mom would be waiting for me on the other side, and that my secret would be out. But when I opened the door, what I saw was my mom waiting for me with outstretched arms. All I remember is her embracing me, telling me that she loved me, and that everything was going to be okay. I have to admit that scenario never was one that played out in my mind. But I was still nervous because my dad didn't know. And as a 17-year-old girl, the last thing I wanted to see was disappointment in my daddy's eyes. Later that night, my mom came to me and told me that she had talked to my dad, and that he said he loved me, and that they were excited to be grandparents. 
My parents never once showed anything but amazing love and support to me from that day forward. Trust me, I realize how unusual this is, but that day my parents gave me the gift of unconditional love. And because of that, I finally started to realize the power of God's love. That day I experienced firsthand through my parents the unconditional love of God. The next several months were very tough for me, but maybe not how you think. I went to public school and my friends and teachers were wonderful to me. As a matter of fact, when I was off for six weeks on maternity leave, only one teacher sent home assignments for me to work on. I also worked for the city of Huber Heights at the time and my bosses there were amazing. And then there were the people at church. Sadly, the ones that helped raise me for 17 years of my life and were the spiritual leaders in my life weren't so forgiving. I heard things that were being said, mostly behind my back, that cut to my core. I didn't feel welcome in my youth group, and I felt like an outcast every time I stepped foot in the church doors. I heard people say my life was done. I would never go to college. I would never make anything of myself. One incident in particular sums up my experience at church during those few months. There was an older man in the church, we called him Jonesy, who was one of my grandpa's best friends. He had known me and literally watched me grow up from the day I was born. One Sunday during church, Jonesy got up before the service was over, walked over to me and handed me a piece of paper that was folded in half. I took the piece of paper and honestly anticipated reading some words of encouragement from this lifelong family friend. Instead, the words in the paper read, if you have that baby, I will leave this church. Talk about a knife through my heart. At that moment, I made the decision to distance myself from my church family and surround myself with my family and friends that wanted to help me through this time. It was also during this time that I grew closer in my walk with God. If I had to assign a life lesson to my testimony, it would be this. People will fail you every day. But Deuteronomy 31.6 in the message says, Be strong. Take courage. Don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. I began to hold on to this promise and God began to reveal an awesome journey for my life. On December 31st, 1997, I gave birth to a beautiful five pound, 15 ounce baby boy named Jordan Micah. When Jordan was three weeks old, an old friend of mine that I hadn't spoken to in about a year called me to come see me and visit Jordan. His name was Brad Lewis. We went on our first official date when Jordan was six weeks old and we never looked back. God blessed my life with an amazing second family that has welcomed us with open arms. In June of 1998, I graduated high school with honors and began college full time in the fall at Wright State. I knew God had a plan for my life and that did not involve becoming a statistic of teenage pregnancy. With the help of my family, I balanced being a full-time mom, a full-time student, and working part-time. I moved on from the church that helped raise me and found a new church family with Brad and his family. In November of 1999, one month shy of Jordan's second birthday, Brad and I were married. 18 months later, the adoption was finalized and Jordan became Jordan Micah David Lewis. In October 2001, life became even more exciting when eight pound, nine ounce Jaden Christopher entered the world. Our family was complete and God was beginning to put the pieces in place for us to begin serving in ministry full time. 
In June of 2003, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in financial services and was fortunate enough to find a full-time job just two months later. When Jordan was born, I promised myself and him that I would work as hard as I could to build a good life for us. And I quickly learned that as long as I leaned on the one who would never leave me or forsake me, we were in pretty good hands. Now, life over the past 13 years hasn't been all roses. There have been ups and downs, there have been lots of laughter, but also lots of tears. We have experienced the economic lows of life when early in our marriage, we literally had nothing and had to rely on God to feed our family. We've experienced the gut-wrenching pain of losing a child through miscarriage. And in June of 2001, I experienced the loss of the closest friend in my life. When Sarah and her seven-month-old baby Cameron were killed in a car accident. But through all these things, I could look back to when I was 17 years old, lost, alone, and scared to death, and I could remember how God brought me through that time and how much brighter the days to come were. Because people will fill you every day, and circumstances will happen to you that are out of your control, and we may question God and never understand why things happen, but I know that my God will never leave me, and my God will never forsake me. Oh yeah, and one last thing. God has this amazing ability to change people's hearts in ways that we as humans could never think possible. Remember Jonesy, who threatened to leave the church if I made the decision to keep my child? Well, God used that very child to change Jon Jonesy's heart. Here is a photo of Jonesy and his wife with Jordan, and the smile on his face reflects the change that happened in his heart. You see, it's not our job to change people or condemn people or to judge people no matter what they might have done to us in the past. It is only our job to love people. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us.